Welcome back for part two with Coach Sean. We know you're going to absolutely love this episode. Coach Sean and the team at Called Action dive into some great current climate topics on strength and conditioning, what it's like to train some of the best athletes in the world, and even dive into the social media fitness game. Unfortunately, the audio feed got messed up about midway through and it turns to Skype audio feed and uh, you'll notice the difference. So we apologize in advance. It is my fault. I'm still learning, uh, adjusting to these unique times and trying to adapt and overcome. So forgive me, but uh, the content is amazing. Coach Sean was a phenomenal guest and uh, we can't wait for you guys to enjoy. Part two, Coach Sean, hit it. Welcome to the Call to Action Podcast, where we bring you incredible people and even more incredible stories with discussions and topics about what it takes to sacrifice everything to overcome hardships and failures to achieve success. Our guests heard the call. Now it's your turn. Hey, this is this program works for a reason, and he was able to come back. Like, what was the injury? Maybe who was the player? Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's let's go to. Yep. I'll do one. Uh, two things. One individual. Um, now again, I'm not a, a rehab specialist or a athletic trainer or a physical therapist, but I will say that there was a player that I had at Kusasul that actually had a hairline, had a fracture in his foot, right, and was out for, geez, I want to call it maybe eight, six to eight weeks, eight weeks. And this is the captain of the team. This is, you know, stud even, you know, uh, been national team player for a lot of years. And uh, I worked with him every day. Now this is, this is an example of a guy that is just, uh, just a workhorse that just works and works and takes care of himself. So the idea is that basically when he was cleared to play, that he would be able to play. Does that make sense? As opposed to just, yeah. okay, so, you're you you know get to the point obviously doing rehab now this is a fracture so it's not like a you know a, a, a sprain or 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 a muscle injury you know unfortunately a, a foot fracture you just you just kind of have to wait until it until it heals so um, I worked with him every day for I guess it was eight weeks he was cleared I believe if I'm not mistaken on a Monday or Tuesday and played in the final semifinal no it was the final for the 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 CONCACAF Champions League and the team ended up wow. winning the team ended up winning and he played every minute without having trained practiced, without having practiced in two months what player was this can you name drop his name is uh, 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 Torrado is his name last name is Torrado 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 Small, insignificant player, no Mexican, you know, uh, nationalist would ever hear of or know of. Yeah, <laughs> massive player. Actually, now is the uh, is the general manager of the national team. Wow. And and to me, and and that was that. Was, unfortunately, this is a very unsung uh, uh, achievement because obviously no one knew about. It. And it's just okay. Oh, he's ready to play. Oh, right. he plays. They play. They win it. Um, and 
He has an institutional guy. I know what I did. He knows what I did. Uh, but really, nobody else does. But yeah, yeah that right. was that was a big thing. And 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 the other one is here recently when I came here with this team, uh, they had uh, they must have I guess they had ten or eleven injured players and a lot of them non-contact injuries. Um, wow, uh, hamstring injuries, uh, these type of things, and we were able to reduce that to to basically right now there's not a single player uh, that was wow. injured, and that was even before you know the whole quarantine and everything. So uh, just by tweaking the, the 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 training methodology a little bit, uh, getting the players healthy, obviously with the help of the of the physios, but uh, that's one reason why they brought me in. They said, hey, you know, two things help us reduce uh, the non-contact injuries and improve the uh, the player's conditioning. And Is that a high number, 12 non-contact injuries? It was crazy. I'd never seen it. Yeah, that's nuts. I'd never seen that before. And, you know, um, again, I don't really know specifically what went on or didn't go on before I came here, but it seems like um, there was not a lot of strength training and there was not... There was uh, not a lot of high-speed running during the week because, you know, like we say, the sport is constantly, uh, it's faster, it's constantly being played fast. And if the players aren't ready for that stimulus on the weekend with a midweek high-speed running day, you know, once, they, once they're thrown into the game, not everything is, not everything is small-sided games, right? Not everything is just quick, uh, short movements. You have to let them open up and get some long, you know, long sprints, long high-speed running. Coach Sean, is there one thing that you do coming into these teams that, that you think really is like a competitive advantage for you? Something that you do that really turns it around and, and, and you know, it's different from what the previous coach was doing and then boom, you just see this result that you're looking for. Right. Uh, I just think it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's years of experience. I mean, honing the craft, uh, being able to see uh, you know what uh, you know what the, what the actual needs are of the players and just kind of you know falling back on all the uh, education specifically the experience you know that I have and, and and just see where improvements need to be made and again going back to the concept of of getting the players to buy in I'm not I'm not sort of a you know uh, you know come down hard on the player yell at players push the players in that manner that's that's never been me um, it, it never will be I'm, I'm more interested in the individual and team motivation try to get the best out of the team as possible but also you know like I say uh, go back to you know things that in my opinion a lot of uh, a lot of teams don't do very well and that's that's in strength training that I just don't think they understand mm -hmm the benefits of strength training or what I see out of strength training is just, uh, it's, uh, it just, it's, it's pretty weak. I mean, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's well, less than optimal. Falling, falling back, back on your training know, now, uh, you know, with this, this new team, started you started to see some, some changes. How, How have you been adapting, been adapting with this COVID, COVID you know, pandemic and, and being in a country where, you know, as we were saying before we started uh, recording, I mean, you have to send a, a freaking message out to the government asking to go out. How do you adapt your training programs and, and all this momentum you had going into this new season with this new team? What are you guys doing now? I mean, has it completely hit? halt as it what's uh what are you guys doing to adapt and overcome
Right. Well, since the very beginning, um, and, and I, I, I've had to, I've had to develop the program as it goes along because initially it was okay. The weekend's off. The the game's off for the weekend, uh, but we'll be back on Monday. Okay. Next thing I know, there's three days we're not going to train, so I have to create a program for three days. No, now now for a week. Now two weeks. Now and now it's week after week, and now we have a tentative date. Um, but what I've done is just develop a strength program, a core program, and a running program. Um, keeping in mind, there are uh, a number of players that don't have any type of equipment. And so yeah. I'm just trying to get them uh, programs that they can do at home that are going to at least mm. have some type of overload involved with them and, uh, and try to keep their... Uh, Keep their, you know, keep their running up. The running program very specifically, you know, like I said, there's very, there's very different types of running. There's, you know, sprints. There's uh, um, uh, speed intervals. There's tempo running. There's continuous running, and try to get it all sort of uh, within the week, the week of their their training, so they can they can take the program and they go out wherever they can around their house, wherever they can. Uh, and I've been in constant contact with the players and asking individually and in small groups and as the as as a whole either whether it's video conference or WhatsApp messages how you doing with the program um, just trying to trying to let them know there's going to be an end to this and when this end comes we're going basically into another preseason so you know be as prepared as possible because we'll end up with three or four weeks and then we're going to jump right into a playoff which is a very unique situation that, that no one's ever done before. A preseason followed by a playoff. I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> you never do a preseason <laughs> for a playoff, which is going to be different for me as well because, you know, you also rely on sort of the first number of weeks of the season to keep improving the fitness of the right. team. That's out the door because it's going to be a four-week preseason followed by two games a week, double match days, until the season's over. So this is a new experiment for you as well. Absolutely. And uh, um, uh, it, and this, this goes into you know, the program that I'm, that I'm setting up, but I'm also nervous about it because I know we're going to do a good job in the preseason, but then it's double match day for five weeks. You My seem God. exceedingly prepared for this. I hope so. <laughs> and you know, I put all the confidence in the players to you know, be doing their homework and and staying motivated and uh like i said we do some video calls uh also to kind of keep some type of group into uh, integration do you host workouts on video calls as well like live workouts yeah um we didn't initially but then we started doing that and i wasn't really big on it to be honest with you because it's it's not better than what the program in and of itself is and I also thought it kind of felt a little, little too big brotherish, right? That you're kind of looking, looking at them. So, so what I, I did is, what I did is end up uh, basically doing a 30 minute type, uh, type workout, mainly focused on core exercises, right? Because that they're going to do that anyway. So basically, core, and then after that, then they go and they they work the strength workout, and and then do the running program either in a separate workout or, or however they want to do it now this week it's going to be a little different in that uh they'll do some type of we'll do some type of 10 minute activity followed by something different so uh group integration you know when you're in the locker room and you're on the field and you're in the gym uh or you're at the the hotel you know having the meals 
Uh, there's a lot of interaction with the players. Well, now there's very limited interaction. So I've I've come up with a trivia game that I'm going to be able to do uh, on a video call. And it's going to be a surprise to them, by the way. So we're going to divide the team, the, the, the group up. Uh, I have two different groups, right? A, a Monday, uh, Thursday group and a Tuesday, Friday group. And of those groups, we'll divide it up and we're going to do a trivia, trivia game. And at the end, there's going to be, you know, two, two losing teams and two winning teams. And ultimately, the uh, one of the losing teams is going to have to once we're finally able to 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 to, to join as a group. Uh, one group is going to bring pizzas for everyone, for example, and the other losing team is going to bring beers for everyone. And that's how we're going to hopefully, you know, nice. uh, sort of bring it back together as a team with pizza and beer. And uh, you know, it's all going to be based off of this trivia game that I'm going to I'm going to drop on them this week and funny funny trivia i started out with kind of goofy you know kind of this standard oh who won this and such and such world cup and you know kind of sort of oh, you know sweet. in the box type of things then i started i started thinking yeah no i said no i don't like that so much and so i started coming up with like uh i throw up a disney princess right what's this disney princess name right <laughs> so there's certain guys that will have an advantage the ones that have you know maybe daughters right that are that have seen these movies over and over again they'll know or yeah. you know, think things. Or I, I threw a couple, threw a couple like video game questions that even I didn't really know. I had to look it up. I said, "Oh, whoever's into video games, they're getting this question." You know, yeah. Whoever's into sure. this and this, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And some are you know relatively easy, and some are definitely not easy. But it's gonna be fun. That's creative, my man. Yeah, I kind of want to join in and lose and end up buying beers for you guys. <laughs> I know, me too, man. Me too. Today's episode is brought to you by Squadcast. The Squadcast platform connects podcast hosts, co-hosts, and guests to record the best quality audio from anywhere. All other platforms rely on Wi-Fi for audio, and there's nothing worse than when you're in the middle of a great conversation, things are flowing, but the audio feed instantly freezes. Or worse, transform your voice into an Alvin and the Chipmunks character. It's not ideal for virtual recordings. That's why Squadcast was built. The platform utilizes your device's hardware while recording for the most pure, uninterrupted audio quality throughout the whole conversation. It is not reliant on Wi-Fi, so even if the video cuts out, you can be sure your audio is going to be perfect in post-production. And I believe they're working on making the video quality unaffected by Wi-Fi as well for the near future. As you can tell, we definitely could have used Squadcast for this episode, but unfortunately, we got sponsored after the episode was recorded with Coach Sean, and the Skype audio quality isn't up to call to action standards. But when we get him on for round two, you can expect perfection. It's simple to use. Just show up, hit record. No installs, plugins, or extensions. Quality matters to everyone, so get your Squadcast 7-day free trial at squadcast.fm, that is S-Q-U-A-D-C-A-S-T dot F-M, and record remote podcasts that your listeners will love, like you, our C-Tappers. What about, what about that Mexican national team player that got kidnapped? <laughs> yeah. What it got kidnapped really he was yeah. playing in uh olympia like in olympicos right in uh, greece 
Right, right, right. Olympic yeah, it's course, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he went to and went back to Chivas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now he's at. Really? Uh, now where is he? Now where is he? Is that? Uh, is that one of the MLS teams right right now? And and he broke out of, broke out of confinement and. So that wasn't a real story. It's definitely not clear that he was ever kidnapped at any moment. Oh man, really? <laughs> yeah, no. Shameful. Good publicist. I mean, hell, why not? Some, something went something went weird there, but it's not. Yeah, it's. Uh, no, it doesn't. Everything indicates he was never kidnapped at any moment. Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, to continue on with bullshit, uh, as we kind of wrap up into strength and conditioning, the current climate of it, uh, and I guess you know training in general, you know, with no access to gyms, you see all these people nowadays downloaded all the fitness apps, listening to all the fitness influencers that are personal Personal. trainers and, you know, consuming so much content and who knows what's good or what's bad. What's your kind of take on the self-proclaimed YouTube and Instagram uh, trainers versus legitimate ones and you know, what, what does a science-based training program provide a user versus, you know, an IG model flashing her, her hoo-hahs and chi-chis in a thong right. doing a booty circuit? Like, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 it's funny because I'm not really sure if people are actually following the workouts that those people do. I know, you know, play, I'll give an example. I, I do. Yeah, right. I know you do, but uh, <laughs> you're easily you're easily influenced by <laughs> Instagram know, booty model. Oh my God, you know me too well. But you you can always see it when you're when you're at a gym, right? I mean, I can always spot it when I see, especially you know, women or you know, young women doing stuff that's just just crazy. And I said, you know, she saw that on 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 Instagram or or YouTube or something, you know, uh, but again, it's, uh, I think people that are, um, you know, serious into, uh, performance and into fitness, they know the difference, you know, and I know there's a lot of information out there. Um, and you know, some of it is not very valid, but some is valid. And ultimately you just have to, you know, try to sort through it all and, and, and figure out what's going to work. Now, obviously what I'm doing is something completely different where, you know, the objective is is very tangible what the objective is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know specifically the parameters that I'm trying to do, but um, you know, I think ultimately things are gonna kind of go back to, you know, relatively normal, meaning I don't think people are gonna be working out in their in their homes forever. You know, uh people are gonna this go back to isn't... the gym. Right. Thank uh, goodness. Again, you know, ultimately it's just uh, you know, you don't have as much available at home. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is fairly ridiculous. Fortunately in the U S also for people that, that actually seek, uh, help, uh, professionally, whether it's at a gym at a fitness club. Well now, even, even just because of legal issues, uh, uh, you know, clubs and companies, they have to hire, uh, people with, uh, with some type of at least certification, if not a minimum of a college degree in a certification, uh, now again, certifications also vary quite a bit. Like, you know, yeah. I, you know, I've had my certification through the uh, National Strength Conditioning Association for well, twenty five years, twenty six years now since I, you know, came out of university because they require a university degree, and it's a very, 
you know, it's a tough exam that you have to study for. The most prestigious. Exactly. Now, since then, I've also completed another one, which was really good and equally as challenging. And that's the, the, the UK strength and conditioning association where uh, I actually had to travel to, to London and, uh, and, and, and sit for a tech for sit for an exam, do practical portions of this exam. And it was, uh, it was time consuming and it was very challenging. So I hang on to that, that certification as well. Were, were you using that to kind of look into the, you have to have that for like, let's say you wanted to work with man city or, or somebody, uh, over Definitely. in England, you need that for that league. Yeah, that was that was that was sort of my rationale for doing it because I'd seen a lot of the job postings uh, ask for it or to be able to complete gotcha. it within a certain number of months. So I figure, you know, I just want to bulletproof the resume as much as possible. Now, to be honest, working in Mexico for all the years, it's really not valued as much. But interesting. Um, but now at this point, okay, so now I'm now I'm with a team that's you know considered a, a European club, a European league, and I think it is valued a little more. And you know if I'm gonna you know if I decide or if there's some type of opportunity to move on to another place, you know it's 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 got to help. Um, and I know uh, you know one thing I always recommend to people that are trying to get into strength conditioning is to get as much on the resume as possible. Get as much on the resume okay. as possible. It's even something that I'm, you know, I know, you know, I have a, a, a 16 year old and now looking, looking towards university and kind of thinks she knows what she wants to do. And, and this is something I'm recommending to her. I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a very interesting, interesting story. The, um, the last club I worked for in Mexico is called uh, Lobos Buap, the first division club. The very first day that I showed up for training and it was just me because the rest of the coaching staff um, hadn't shown up yet. There was this um, student that was part of the university because this team was associated with the university. It's um, similar to like Pumas or Tigres. It's associated to university. They're not university players. It's very specific to football. But and uh, so I'm gonna I'm walking in the gate and there was a university student there and he said, "Oh, can I talk to you?" Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, he already knew that I was a strength conditioning coach, the fitness coach coming in. He said, oh, you know, I need to do my uh, internship and I'd like to do it with you. Like with me. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, look, I need to get going. I need to work. And yeah, just come back tomorrow. Next day, kid was standing right there. Again, he says, look, I don't need, I don't mean, mean to push you, but I already have the letter from my professor. If you can just sign it, if, if you're willing to take me on as, as, you know, as a, you know, internship assistant, I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah. You're fired up. Perfect. I need that. Okay, good. Go clean the toilets. <laughs> no, I did. No, no, no. I, you know, he did everything. That, <laughs> yeah. I had him do everything. But, but, I'll, but, but I'll tell you, I'll, I mean, even stuff that I didn't really want to do, obviously, but this yeah. was, this is a good example. This young kid, no, very limited experience, basically almost no experience in, in football, especially on the first division, you know, pressured me for a few days. Sure. No problem. And this kid busted his ass, you know, internship, which turned in, I mean, very who does this sound like internship? Yeah. Followed by volunteer position, followed by we were able to get him a paid position, you know, making a little bit of money. Yeah. Now he's working. Wow. Now he's, uh, you know, now he's working with the under 20s at uh, at Chivas. And Dang. it was that he was willing to 
he was willing to, you know, put himself out there and work for free and, uh, you know, important. I mean, super important. I know everyone wants to get paid right out of the gate. And, I, and, and I've also heard plenty of people that criticize the, the internship program or the volunteer uh, type program, especially in the U.S. I disagree. I'm sorry. I disagree. Um, because why is an organization going to pay someone that has no experience doing uh that position I, I i don't get it i mean i had and not just because i had to go through it um which i did but because i went through it for a reason i went through it because because i learned a lot and because <laughs> without that experience i couldn't have taken the next step the next step being a paid position that's amazing man um and I don't even know that it requires any bit of last additional advice to somebody trying to get into, but if you could give, you know, maybe some other little pieces of, of wisdom for that, you know, key takeaways for that hungry person, like you just said, trying to aspiring to be in a first division club, many extras, or, you know, even an Instagram or, or YouTube trainer wanting to kind of level up their content. Obviously what you're do, doing is, is a bit different, but maybe to like give themselves more, how would I say, uh, credit in the eyes of, of the actual professionals who are doing this at the highest level, you know, what, what are some sure. pieces of, uh, advice you'd give them right now, especially with the pandemic, maybe to like spend time in this area or another, what, what would you tell them right now? Yeah, well, g good question, but I mean, geared, geared more towards the professional strength conditioning coach. Um, you know, in most, in most countries, uh, it, this is uh, constantly evolving into a very professional position. It's, I mean, it's it's got to be almost impossible, especially in, uh, in 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 a big league team or a professional club, to come in with no education um, and without any type of certifications and very solid experience behind it. So, to me, it starts with education, know the field. Uh, you know, get the degrees. Now, again, it doesn't mean getting a doctor doctorate degree. Maybe if you're more towards the sports science side, but if you're into the strength conditioning side, you know, get the get the degrees, get certifications, get as much on the resume as possible. Um, which certifications, real quick? What which ones? I mean, to me, there's nothing better than the the certified strength conditioning specialist with the National Strength Conditioning Association. Or the UK Strength Conditioning Association, uh, what they call um, a, a accredited member, meaning you've gone through the process of the exam, the uh, the practical exams, and you've presented a project with them. Uh, that's very specific towards towards this, right? Which is uh, which is you know a, a very professional thing. But if it's just the individual, uh, you know, person, you know. Get some basic background in sports science uh, and figure out a way to communicate you know, with things on Instagram and things like that. It's I think it's more of a question of being a good communicator. You know, even I you know, could learn from some of those people that know how to get a lot of followers and know how to get people to buy into what their program is. Um, they have something probably not studied, but somehow they figured out how to communicate their message, communicate the message. Is there a piece of technology upcoming, something that's maybe on the horizon these people ought to pay attention to, something that in some years you know, sh should be on their radar now so that when it happens, 
Hmm. In professional sports. Yeah. Well, in, in and, training, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a workout. Maybe it's a specific workout. Maybe it's some hardware for training. Right. Workout. Right. Um, uh, in terms of general fitness, not, not that I know of. I mean, there's plenty of things out there, especially where, whether it's, uh, you know, um, you know, Garmin watches, or for example, I'm using the whoop, that type of thing, which I like for, okay. for recovery. Uh, that stuff is out there right now. Uh, obviously in professional sports, the, the use of the GPS, uh, uh, systems is, you know, most of the main teams have it, uh, doesn't mean they know how to use it properly. They can get the data, but I think a lot of teams don't quite know what to do with the data. They're just compiling data, uh, just because everyone else is doing it. If that makes sense, uh, to me, it's a it's a very critical part of, of the planning. Uh, I talked about, um, high speed running and, uh, the importance of doing high speed running during the week compared to the match day. Uh, there's no way to, to, to actually have that data without, you know, a GPS system. Um, but again, it doesn't mean that, that the, uh, you know, that staff or strength conditioning coaches know how to use that data. I mean, even I continue to improve because this wasn't something that was there when I started or even, you know, 10 years ago, it's, right. it's fairly recent. Um, and it's just know how to use, know how to use the data to, you know, to, to, to plan, uh, the weekly schedules and to plan all the, you know, the drills that you're going to do with the players. Yeah. Well, so Hey, I'm a little it, bit of a data scientist. Any of your right. clubs that decide to fund a, a program to maybe start developing this and you need a, some technical, you know, software engineers or whatnot, let us know, bro. We'll, we'll do some work together. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. So where, where can our listeners or C-tappers find you on your social media? Do you have a website? Where can they uh, find you on your successful YouTube channel? You've got thousands of followers there. Where, where can they, we'll link them in the show notes, but uh, for those listening right now, what, what would you, uh, where can they find you? Sure. Um, okay. You, uh, I have a YouTube channel. that's very specific towards uh, strength conditioning for, uh, for soccer. Uh, or football, uh, I have well, must be hundreds of videos on there over the last number of years. Uh, some in the gym, some on the field, uh, but there's a lot of stuff in there, and that's at my name, Sean Buckley, on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Sean underscore Edmund underscore Buckley, and then I also have another uh, side project that I do with uh, with a good friend of mine and the the coach that I've worked for. Uh, and with for the last couple of years named Paco Palencia, very famous uh, Mexican uh, national player. We have a podcast called El Poderoso Podcast de Palencia. Uh, I think we've come out with 20 some episodes, trying to come out with some more. Got some pretty good topics. And that's, again, that's something uh, 100% in Spanish. What's the essence of the podcast for those that don't habla español? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of... It's a lot of uh, uh, fitness tips, uh, nutrition tips. Uh, we've also, we've had, we have a number of guests on there. We talk about uh, the very specific experiences that those guests have had. We've had uh, Mark Jindrak, <clears throat> who people that have followed the WWE for a number of years, was a, mm. was a wrestler on the WWE for a number of years. We've had um, some famous uh, players, uh, Mexican players. Uh, we most recently had Pablo Barrera, who's a, a uh, famous player at uh, at Pumas and the Mexican national team also played at West Ham 
in the Premier League. Uh, and most recently, uh, we spoke to a guy named Manolo La Puente, who has five Mexican League titles, was the national team coach uh, for Mexico, uh, has done literally everything. An older guy that uh, knows everything there is possibly to know and uh, just uh, fantastic to talk to people like that with uh, with such vast experience. Hey, real quickly, Coach Sean, what, uh, let's turn the script around just a bit, you know, maybe even if it's just for us or, or, for, or for our listeners. Uh, could you give us just a little bit of a window, a poke through that window as to the machine that we know as Ben Gordon today when you were training him <laughs> years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Not much different. Very, uh, very, very, ta- very talented athlete. I'll tell you that on the football pitch. Very, very talented guy. Very, uh, very skillful. Absolutely. Absolute uh, uh, pleasure to work with. He and uh, a number of other players that I had the opportunity to work with. Yeah, we know him here as this man who brings in a whirlwind of energy, that's for sure. And he goes so hard, hard. you know, uh, like what? And I can only imagine that what he was doing on the field, you know, he's taking now into the computer and doing it sort of electronically. You know, he has he has a certain gusto, that's for sure. And it's something that, you know, again, us old timers, I can say, I got, you know, I consider myself one, <laughs> uh, you know, we, uh, we don't have as much of this in our field, you know, the kind of like high energy. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but honestly, honestly, yeah, yeah. But no, all joking aside, I think there's a big crossover to people that uh, push themselves into sports and push themselves in other fields. I, I don't think there's a difference. You know, I think there's plenty of people that that uh, you know, especially especially people that worked hard uh, to become good athletes. They just have that drive and and the discipline to carry it over into other fields. Yeah. And drive is like, like universal language that speaks to everybody, all of our listeners, regardless of what they're doing, just have that drive, have that perseverance. And I think they've learned that from you here today, coach. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. I mean, just to end on it real quick, I mean, you definitely were a huge inspiration, uh, helping me understand, you know, at an earlier age, I had, you know, we had the benefit of getting your experience and, uh, expertise, uh, in Sedona where, you know, I grew up. And, uh, and then, you know, giving me the opportunity to come train, you know, with Cruz Azul for a little bit and just helping me get into my professional game, uh, after that. And man, it just, you know, thank you for everything you did for, for me. And, uh, just hope that this podcast is a little, little thanks, you know, appreciation back towards you and that we can promote you in some way and shape or form. So really appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. He's a man that can turn your physical weaknesses into strengths his holy methods defy the odds of performance gains. Coach Sean, thanks for coming on our show, man. And uh, stay, stay safe out there. And uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch, man. Look forward to what's coming up in uh, your near future. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Also, please, if you want to show support, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever you think. We want honest feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And if you're feeling extra positive, go to Apple Podcast app, maybe even a five-star review. It would mean the world to us. 
One last note, we do have a mobile app on the Apple App Store for Call to Action Podcast. We're utilizing and showcasing a new technology we've been playing with. So go check that out, download it, let us know what you think there, and uh, we'll see you next time. I'm your host, Ben, and this is Call to Action Podcast, Command Q. Ah!